0: Welcome the bleachers, speakers. I'm your host, June. I got my boy Foster, and we could not go without giving you a full show today. This was like spurred a moment. Uh, we're back uh, from from our, our 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 trip out of town. Uh, had a good weekend in New York. Saw some great battles. He uh, was in Brooklyn, son. <laughs> But Foster, I mean, don't let me take it up. You know, take, take up all the time. You know, you can introduce yourself to the people in case we get some new you know, some new listeners. It's
1: Foster. Ch- 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 y'all hear me? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Foster Child, man. Uh, Yeah, we tough, tough week of football, but, uh, you know, we definitely going to break it down and chop it up because, um, you know, that's, that's what we're here for.
0: Now, we, we, we gave an initial reaction, but the game was still going. But it was it was over by then. It was the fourth quarter, about nine minutes left uh, in the game. And me and Foster, uh, we went live on location. Where we, wherever we was at, we went live. We talked about the game a little bit. But today, we want to give you a full show. We're going to talk about the game uh, versus the Bears. And then there's a little bit of worry amongst the Lions fan base. Now, I'm not talking just one or two people. I mean, I'm talking about we're involved in a lot of these Detroit uh, Lions uh, fans groups on Facebook, Uh, a lot of the, the, the blogging within the city, and there's a little bit of panic it's a little bit of panic. There's a little bit of skepticism. Now, we've been optimistic all season long as a whole, the fan base. But there's a little bit of skepticism that I sense uh, that's going on. Um, so, Hatter's House, what up? Thanks for stopping by. Foster, are you, let, let me ask you, before we go over this, this Bears game, right? Are you worried about the outcome of the season
1: going I forward. Guess, I guess it depends what what uh your expectations is overall I'm saying it depends on what your expectations for the okay, year. Okay,
0: let me let me ask you this, right? <clears throat> Think about your expectations at the beginning of the season. I know what your expect- expectations were and I we've we've talked uh uh about it since the offseason but for the people that don't know I want you to to think about your expectations, and th- and I'm asking you the question of: Are you concerned
1: versus what you expected? As far as what I expected at the beginning of the year, we are right where you're supposed to be, right? Probably above that, because if okay, you no, know, it it all depends on how we end the year. But I would have took. I would have took like 10. I would have took 10 because we we won 9 games last year. So obviously we wanted to improve from the 9 wins. And um we we still have we still have um several more opportunities to build upon the 9 wins that we had last year. So um so yeah, I mean, the question is do we have another one or two wins in us? That's that's the that's the biggest concern right there. Um but
0: um yeah. yeah i think if you think about it right and I, and I and i think there should be some concern because okay at the beginning of the season i said 11 and 6 was my prediction right we're 9 and 4 it's very very much possible to get 11 and six. I think what a lot of the fan base uh, and even Hatter agrees with me, he said he had 11 and six going into the season, winning the division and a playoff game. Similar, very similar. The record record was spot on with mine. I said, 11 to six, lucky 12 and five. If we win a game, we're supposed to win or uh, sneak in a win. But, I, th- I thought 11 to 6 winning the division and getting into the playoffs, right? That was my expectation and that was what I was thinking at the beginning of the season. But I think a lot of the fan base was thinking
1: 14-3, 15 and 2. I don't think that I don't think that the a lot of the fan base was thinking along the lines of something that high, but certainly when the season started, um, I think that I think people's expectations rose. And um, it's mostly valid it's mostly valid because the, the we started so strong that our expectations rose, and then there have been opportunities to there were opportunities to get better to um to get to that 14, 13 level. and we just did not we just did not um did not do that. So yeah,
0: I think it was just some games that we played very poorly in. That makes you wonder about the team. I, I I just think when they played, when the Lions have had bad games, they've looked really bad.
1: Even some of the games that we that we've pulled off, I feel like they're play been... our best. Huh?
0: Didn't play our best, even in some of the games we won.
1: Right, right. So yeah, that's part of that. You know, that, that's that's definitely part of it. So um so yeah, we we gotta um. The Denver game is a game that we gotta have, gotta have, because right now, um, the Bears look look tough. Um. Mm-hmm. The Packers won, right? They lost. They lost. The Vikings won, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they but- have
0: to play each other. The Bears and the pack I mean the uh Vikings and uh Green Bay has to pack play each other one more time.
1: Yeah. Then the Bears have to play each other one more time too. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Packers and the Bears, yeah.
1: Yeah. So um so yeah, this is Denver is definitely now granted we 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 teetered upon whether or not New Orleans was a must-win game. Either way, we won that game. Got that out the way. Almost blew the lead. Blew the lead, but um, we got that win out the way. And then we knew the Chicago Bears game was going to be a tough game, or at least I felt like I knew that it was going to be a tough game. So, um, the Broncos game we got to have, though.
0: Yeah, it's, it's 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 that time where because you don't want you don't want to have to put yourself in a position where you have to. Have must win games versus uh Dallas or the Vikings.
1: Yeah, because yeah, the the, the Dallas game is is is, it's just not a game you want to depend on having to win, especially on the road. The Denver game is at home. So um gotta gotta have that one. You gotta have that one.
0: Yeah. Definitely, definitely gotta have that game. Um Let's talk Bears. Let's talk, let's talk versus the Bears now. Um, I can't even remember how, when it went bad, but for the most part, it was a close game. Uh, the Bears took a page out of the Green Bay Packers, won the toss, and elected to receive, and went right down the field and scored.
1: Um.
0: I'm, I'm starting to see a pattern here. I'm starting to see a pattern here, and I wouldn't be surprised if Denver won the toss and elected to receive.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. It's, one thing is for certain is that if you get the if you get the opportunity to get the ball first, go and punch them right in the mouth immediately. Hmm. Um. Yeah, but as far as yeah, as far as breaking, as far as the breakdown of the game. Um. We only scored in one particular quarter. We only had one strong quarter, and that was the second quarter. Um, they scored ten, and the, they scored ten in the first. We scored thirteen, so we went into the halftime with a three-point lead. And mm-hmm. they scored eighteen, and we scored zero. Once again, the mm-hmm. third third quarter, they come back, make their adjustments, um, and we shell up, and we don't put a single point on the board after that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I want to get something straight. I wanna we get missed
1: the extra straight. point, too. That's why we had 13 points is because we missed that extra point, right?
0: Right. Yeah. Me and Foster was was going back and forth about this. Um, we were going back and forth about it pretty, but we was arguing uh, offense versus the defense, and we was trying to put a you know, point in the finger. We were. Uh, Foster made a lot of sense. But this will we'll use that, and we'll talk about it more because we're going to give the offense a grade and the defense a grade. So we'll start with the offense, Foster, and want to ask you: How do you grade the offense versus the Bears on Sunday?
1: Um, D plus.
0: Say what? D plus B plus D, D as in D. Character. Okay. I, I had to ask, I had to get clarity. Cause it sounded yeah. like you said B is in boy. Nah, you um, said
1: D plus. Yeah. D plus. Um, my justification for that is the fact that, um, golf threw two interceptions. Um, yeah, he threw two interceptions, mm-hmm. uh, Jamo got one, one target, got one target, zero catches. Amirah Saint Brown had three catches for twenty-one yards. Sam <laughs> Laporta, who has been a monster, had two catches for twenty-three yards. The weapons just did. The weapons just did not get the ball. Gibbs had a decent game. He had sixty-six yards. Montgomery had sixty-six yards. The running game was kind of there, but once you get down,
0: hey, pen, defense pin their back, and you got to pass.
1: Absolutely. And when we did pass, golf gave it up, which we knew was gonna might be an issue because I want to say didn't the Bears pick off Dobbs three four times three four times in the game? Golf. Do- no, I'm saying as far as no 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 I'm saying that we knew it was gonna be a problem because the Bears have been taking the ball away in general.
0: Yeah, and they took the ball away from
1: from golf a couple of times. Before in the last game yes so um yeah we, we lost the turnover war we didn't cause a, a, a single turnover and um yeah we just didn't get we didn't get the ball to our weapons at all um yeah you got it you got to get you got to get on the ball uh i'm Brown cannot have one cannot have three catches for 21 yards it's unacceptable i think he had a couple drops in the game um, the one glimmer of light was Josh Reynolds who had, a who had a receiving touchdown and he's been non-existent for the last couple, uh, for the last couple of weeks. People's Jones got, had a, had a nice catch on third mm-hmm. down as well. But overall, um, golf is looking, he, he's getting exposed. He, he, he can't create the, the offensive line is struggling. He can't create time with his feet and he on a ball that James, Jameson Williams, the one target he did get was on a bomb where golf could just couldn't get it to him. He was un- underthrown, So it was open. So there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people to blame. I got one, you know, well, once we get further down the line, we'll, we'll talk about um that other person, but as, as a group, they, they struggled and everybody definitely earned some, some blame for that.
0: Yeah. I, I- <laughs> I want to add on and say you said D-plus and I said D-minus, and I and I would have failed them. I would have failed them if it wasn't for uh, some of the things that they did well. But overall, D-minus. The offense is what we've been hanging our hats on as far as uh, being a successful team, and they did not show up in the second half at all, and they were mediocre in the first half. So, uh, golf's getting pressured. There was, somebody took a picture of Facebook on Facebook in one of the groups and showed a picture of golf having a clean pocket and said, this is the throw he missed JMO on. But what it didn't show, it was just a freeze frame picture. It wasn't a, wasn't a video or
1: anything. But it wasn't the end result. <laughs>
0: the end result was there was somebody lunging at him lunging at him high and he had to rush that throw. He didn't have the time to set his feet. And that ball, you know, of course, if he's going to throw a bomb, he has to have everything on it, feet planted, form, everything. And he did not get the ball where it needed to go. It was under throw thrown. And it was like he was he was open. You did have J Mo open. Uh I don't think the defense worked hard enough to uh, get J-Mo the ball. I don't think they worked very – I mean, there was a sequence where uh, – a couple of sequences offensively where they went three and out a couple of times in a row. Uh, the play calling in those sequences were horrible. On third and 15, they did a dump-off pass to, to Gibbs at one point and he got twelve yards, and that's it. And that's something they could have—they could have ran on second down, you know, in your own territory. Uh, the screenplay was working when they did execute it, I and mean, it was working. They could have—they could have went back to it a couple more times. Uh, I don't know. Um, they just—the offense just didn't do it for me. I was very disappointed in the offense. Foster, what, what do you, how do you grade the defense? Because this is where me and Foster had differences is until I actually uh, sat down and I did watch the game again. I, I had to watch it again, and I changed my stance because I blamed the defense. I blamed the defense. I said defense uh, just uh, did not do what they were supposed to do. But if you think about it, they had maybe one – let up one good drive in the first half, and that was the first drive of the game. Other than that, defense was pretty solid. They got sacks. Uh, they stopped the run when they needed to in the first half. Um, but before we get into that,
1: Foster, how do you grade the defense? So I, I grade the defense at a C C+. Um, they were not – it wasn't a flawless effort. Um, I, I do think that the offense put them into some compromised situations, turning the ball over um whether it was an actual turnover or like an interception or was a turnover on downs um i think that the defense did get, did give the offense some opportunities um to get the ball back um with a chance to score some points and they just were not able to do so um we did get a couple of sacks which was um encouraging john john Kaminsky got a sack hutch got a sack mm-hmm. um we uh had our new player off the practice squad, um, that had did a pretty decent job. I would have liked, um, Fields had one, I think he just had one really long run. He only had 58 yards rushing altogether.
0: Was that one run that broke it though? He,
1: yeah, which is gonna happen. I mean, yeah. dude is probably one of the better ball carriers in the entire league. So mm-hmm. for him to have a long run like that and only end up with a total of 58 yards, um, that go, you know, like. I think that the 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 defense can hang their hat on that. He only had 223 yards passing on uh, 33 attempts, 19 and 33. So not great there. Um, we held DJ Moore to under 100, under 100 yards. So the defense did decent. They didn't take the ball away. If they took the ball away, this game definitely probably looks better. You know, maybe we give that the offense one more a, a better opportunity to score and. um you know, and, and maybe we don't ultimately give up 28 points altogether. So, um, yeah, I, w- I would like to see seeing them take the ball away. But we've had issues doing that in the entire year. And it just goes to show when we do that, we win. When we don't, we probably lose because we're going to give up some yards.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. I gave the, uh, the defense a C. And uh I thought before the conversation that me and Foster had like right after we did our live show, uh it would have been enough. But I had like I said, if we're I hadn't listened Raiders. to Foster. If I hadn't listened to Foster and went back and rewatched the game, uh let's face it, and we're gonna be honest. The defense isn't good enough for the offense to fail. The defense isn't good enough for the offense to leave them in compromising position, meaning turning the ball over. There's no place uh, on the field for where there's a good turnover. But when you're turning the ball over and they're getting the ball on the 30, you know what I'm saying? They're almost in the red zone. You know what I'm saying? You can't turn the ball over there. You can't turn the ball over uh no time. Uh you throw an interception on, you know, I mean it, you just can't do it. You when you it just takes so much energy out of the out of the defense when they felt like they've done their job, but yet and still they have to go back out on the field because the offense didn't score or didn't turn the ball over. Or turn the ball over. You know what I'm saying? That's a whole different thing. It's a totally different thing. And you want your defense to uh, to, to go back on the field after a score, ideally. That's it. After a score or uh, after you've pinned them, like if you can't score and you, you punt and you pin them back and in deepen in it into, you know what I'm saying? into their own territory. And I mean, those are those are good ways for the defense to be okay, but the offense has to be efficient, has to be uh productive, and there's no room for 13 points with this defense. You need to score, you need to score at least 20 twenty-something points for this defense. Um, so I I I would have failed him. I would have failed him. But hold that thought, Foster. We're going to get to a break, and then on the other side, we'll we'll, we'll keep talking about this uh, this debacle that happened Sunday. Okay, we're back. We're back, and um. Foss, um how do you grade the coaches? What do you how do you how do you how do you feel the coaches handle this game Sunday versus the Bears? I'll
1: give them a D. <clears throat> a D. Okay.
0: You care to elaborate or you just wanna leave? Yeah, it? no.
1: Um so I, I feel like the I feel like the coaches knew that they knew what they were up, uh, up against going into this game after after playing them tough at home in a game that we probably should have lost we knew what it was when it was when it was time to go to to chicago and um like you said out the gate they they got off they they went right down the field and scored and i feel like offensively i think like i said as far as the defensive portion of the coaching i'm not mad at them but Ben Johnson, who we celebrate and, you know, we know that he's not he's he's here for a good time and not a long time because he's probably going to be a head coach soon. But I feel like he has hurt us with some of his play calling. He's not getting J-Mo enough opportunities to to do his thing. Um, I feel like his play calling is. Is just not up to what it should be with the amount of weapons that he has, and I think that sometimes having too many, it's almost possible to have too many weapons because I feel like I don't know. There's just, I don't know. He's I don't think he's utilizing it the best way that he could if he had less guys that he had to key to key in on. But you know, the 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 fourth down, the the fourth down play call was was questionable. Um, I remember I at one point said why don't we run more halfback screens with mm-hmm. either of the guys whether it's Gibbs or Montgomery but more so Gibbs for sure finally probably shortly after but we haven't seen that all year why did it take so long for for that to be utilized when you got a guy that is that it, I mean Gibbs every time he touches the ball he's in a he's in a position to where he can break a play for 20 plus yards, you got to get a guy like that out in space. You mm-hmm. got to keep the defense on their heels because when they're heavily rushing like that, a screen is going to keep them honest because the the linemen are going to over pursue, come flying at golf. And you got Gibbs on the on the backside going, you know, going for a touchdown. You know, when when that was pursued as I had heavy, you, you got to keep them off balance and i feel like it it took too long for him to utilize stuff like that and but yeah after after the the glimpses that we've seen of jameson williams um you got to you got to find ways to get to get him the ball for more than just an end around and a bomb once again you got to take more shots you you're not it's going to open up the running game when they realize they need to put a safety back there even if, even if you, you know, even if he, you don't throw it to J, to mos direction, or you don't complete it every time you throw it, you gotta keep him honest with stuff like that. And I just feel like it's kind of coaching offensive court coaching one on one some of the things that we're discussing. And um, yeah, I, I feel like going into this game, it is going to be essential for him to pull out all the stops this is a must win game and there's no excuse outside of the fact that our offensive line hasn't been together for the entire year but you right. gotta you you gotta make adjustments at this point there's we you can only lean on that excuse for so long we haven't had the offensive line all year so what are we gonna do gotta do something so i give i give him uh overall i, I give what did i say d or d minus i think i gave him a d
0: and d
1: so yeah, yeah.
0: I, I, I'm going to agree with you, but, I'm, I, and I don't have too much more to add, but I will say this loss wasn't on Aaron Glenn. There's a lot of people calling for Aaron Glenn's head There's pause If, if applicable, not but yeah, sorry. I'll pause, but there's a lot of people calling for his job. It's a lot of fans, not, you know, but I'm just talking for his fans. It's a lot of people saying, Hey, get rid of Aaron Glenn. Uh, I said, we, we, we in these Facebook groups and we see it like hundreds of times, but I think the deep the defense kept us in the game for until the, till the third quarter, to the end of the third quarter, you know, it was the defense hung tough. Uh, the offense is expected to be prolific. You're not prolific putting up 13 points. Um and your defense has to put up more than thirteen points. I don't care how good the defense is that you're facing. To be a prolific offense, you have to be able to put up points. You know what I'm saying? And you need more than thirteen. You know what I'm saying? To beat just about anybody in the league. You're not gonna win.
1: Unless you're that. gonna win three to zero. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, but you you need to you need to get more offense. And I I I I don't think I think uh Ben needs Ben is Ben Johnson is a great play caller. He has great plays drawn up and he was not he didn't Ben Johnson wasn't Ben Johnson as far as play calling on Sunday. Uh probably the worst play calling I've seen in, in a half of football from the Lions. Uh, and there was no worry for it. there was no no reason for it because they weren't. Forced to be one way or the other until it was out of hand. You know, late in the third quarter, the score was still 13-13. Late. Uh, They went up 20-13. It's still not time to panic in the second half. You know, you still have your playbook open. You still can run the ball. You still can do uh, dink and dunk down down the field. They did nothing. So, uh, I am the first to call out Aaron Glenn. When when the defense is not doing well, uh, but I'm also going to be the first to say this ain't on him. This this loss wasn't strictly on him. Uh, there was a, a play in the first half where uh, the t- the tight end for Chicago was 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 ra- running across the field, and Jack Campbell was in coverage. And as soon as Jack Campbell looked back and stopped covering. For a split oh, second, man.
1: Yeah.
0: and the tight end got wide open, and Justin gave him the ball. Big game, and the first thing I said was, "I hate Aaron Glenn's defense." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and 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 we we tend to do that, right? But Foster's right there was like, "That's on Aaron Glenn." I'm like, "No, coverage was there." That was Jack Campbell stopping for a second and looking in the backfield. If he's running with that receiver. And if you you can do both, you don't have to stop. You know what I'm saying? If he's running with the receiver and looking back, he has a chance at the ball, just like that tight end did. So, but that's the first thing I did when I blame Aaron Glenn. And players have to make the plays. So it wasn't a coverage thing, it was more or less like, you know what I'm saying? It was just certain plays. And I think the the pl- the play that turned everything around was the fourth and long that wound up being a touchdown. Oh my the, god. The play that put them 20 to 13. Uh that play kind of broke. It broke the defense in my opinion. You cannot give up a touchdown pass from 50 yards on fourth and 13. Can't do it. There's not a uh,
1: – there's
0: uh, – and you I don't know who to blame it on.
1: Uh, well, Hutch jumped offsides. So well, that's well,
0: – Well, even if you jump offsides, you can't give up that play. Push gun to shove, they get five yards, and they try it again, fourth and eight. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, granted, but they gave up a 50-yard touchdown. To their number one receiver. Yeah.
1: Who was, who was being covered by Jerry Jacobs.
0: <laughs> That's a whole nother subject, but you can't. I think that was the beginning. That, I think that was the beginning of the end. They went up 2013 and didn't look back. Yep. Uh, final score was 28 13, correct? Correct. And so they go up 20, 21, 20 to 13. And uh, they ended the game twenty eight thirteen. That that play you could take. If I could get one play back. It's that one. It's that one. Um, you can say what you want about the play before. Uh, oh, the sack. The, the intentional uh, grounding. Whatever. Nah. Um, I agree with the rules. I mean, with what they call it. it's it's really not intentional grounding if. The quarterback's being hit and he throws the ball and it hits a person. You know what I'm saying? So I, I agree with their reasoning for it. I didn't like the call. I didn't like the call. Right. Didn't like to call it off, of course. Uh, but it is what it is. You know, it is what it is. And who's to say if they call it intentional grounding? It's still fourth down in a bunch. They might have punted after that. Probably, <laughs> uh, probably, because it would have been like 4th and 20. But they threw a 50-yard bomb on 4th and 13. That's got to hurt. It That's got to hurt. And I know that defense was looking around like, okay, we got to score. And when they didn't and put that defense back on the field after that, it's like, no. They were uh, – that play broke them. But enough of that, because I'm done. That I'm just I'm, I'm being triggered because I'm being you know I'm having flashbacks. I don't want to talk about that game anymore. That game is over. The Lions are nine and four, and if you read the title, is it time to panic yet? You just lost to the Bears. It's nine and four. I think you have the toughest stretch of games of the season coming up.
1: Hmm. Maybe. No.
0: Not the toughest stretch. The toughest stretch. No. Talking about the last four games. Uh, first, first we four. Start, games. We started.
1: We started the year against the Chiefs at in Kansas City and Seattle
0: at yeah, home.
1: And then I th- want to say we we played the Packers at home early too.
0: Mm-hmm. Packers so, weren't good earlier.
1: They weren't good earlier, but well, we didn't know that it was three games into the year, right? Yeah, but
0: they weren't playing good. Jordan Love woke up about game five or six. It was
1: later, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, maybe okay. So maybe that one. And then I think we played Tampa Bay and a couple other guys, but we played the we played the Vikings twice down the stretch. Is are those are those looked at as? tough game, super tough. I mean, right now, maybe you look, well, it's more so because of how we're playing. Not so much about how great Minnesota is playing.
0: I think exactly. I I agree with that. I agree with that. I think it's, I think it's, we're at a point where you're not, you're not pleased with the defense and you're hoping that the offense can help your defense out. Uh, and be available for a shootout if necessary. But it's a tough stretch of games because your, your offense hasn't been clicking like it was since San Diego. It hasn't. Uh, what was the statistic for golf the last seven games, 10 touchdowns, seven interceptions? Five fumbles. Five fumbles. This is why this is a tough stretch because the the offense will we – who we depend on, who we need the most, who we who we were totally confident with going into the season before they even snapped the ball. We knew this offense was going to be good. We knew it. And the offense hasn't really showed that lately. Now you're going against a Denver who hangs their hat on their defense. They've been playing some pretty good defense. Minnesota has a good defense. Dallas has a decent defense and they also have an offense. This is why I call it the toughest stretch because you're going to need uh, versus Denver. You're going to need your A game on offense. You're going to have to play some defense because the the mobile quarterback worry, worries me versus the line. Always. Yep. Mobile quarterback is going to concern me versus the line. So, um, but let me ask you Foss, are you panicking? Is it time to panic? Are you, what do you see these last four games? This, this, this stretch? Do, do, do you think we do good enough to uh, win a division and make the playoffs? Or? How many games
1: we got left? Four? Four games. Let's see. Yeah.
0: Four games left.
1: I think we split the last two, uh, the last four games. Um, I think we beat the Broncos, and I think we split with the Vikings, and probably lose to the Cowboys. I'd be pretty shocked if we beat the Dallas in Dallas.
0: Yeah, eleven and six to to end to end the season. And that's right on par with what what I I'm, what I've called, and I know you call eleven and six. So did yeah. I say eleven and six? I don't even remember. You said eleven and six. It's you said eleven and 5 We both were around that area. Winning division though, we definitely did say we can win the division. Yeah, there were high hopes in winning the division. There was also uh, talks of eleven and six because we we knew we there were going to be some games that the Lions play that they're going to lose that they're not supposed to. That's just hot.
1: That's just the trend around here. Yeah, which I don't think that we've lost too many games that we were supposed to win.
0: Um, there's two games where I. I just knew we were going to win and we didn't. So, I'm not going to say we were supposed to win. But uh, Green Bay on Thanksgiving and this Chicago Chicago game. I feel like we –
1: Those were two games where we had to beat them twice, so.
0: Yeah, I, I get that. I'm just saying, like, it's Thanksgiving, bro. What that mean? Playing in Detroit. That means we're supposed to lose. That's what that means. I mean, we're supposed to change the trend, bro. I mean, you know, I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying those are games that I in my in my heart of hearts was thinking, this is the year we went on Thanksgiving. This is a good team we have. Green Bay, we've, you know what I'm saying? We can beat them. They're not invincible. We can beat them. That's that's my thought process. Uh versus we knew it would be a tough game versus the Bears. We knew it. We said that. You can check the scores. I mean, you could check the 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 tape on us on this show saying that would be a tough game, but I didn't think it was twenty eight thirteen tough game in their favor. I didn't think. I think we. I th- I, I I I would have said we was going to you know win a close victory, and uh, it was because of the weather. It was going to be tough for the offense, but weather shouldn't have been a factor. It didn't look like it was a factor out there. It was just bad offense. For Uh, sure. There's also a Seattle game where I felt like we could have possibly won. We played poorly defensively. Uh, Overtime, we didn't even have a chance in overtime.
1: But going into it, that wasn't a
0: should have. No, no. We thought that was
1: be a tough game. We thought that would be a tough game.
0: But that's one of those games where. We were in it. We were in it. We were in it. We could have pulled that game off. Mm -hmm. There's only one game where I'm convinced that we didn't have any business on the field, and that was against Baltimore. That looked bad. (laughs) And the crazy thing is, like I said, when we, when the Detroit Lions look bad, they look really bad. It's not just a little bad. It's just like it looks really bad. And I think that's what I that's what I what what the fan base is starting to see. And they're starting to get frustrated. But they just need to go out and handle business Sunday night. It's a night game too fast.
1: You talking, talking about a Broncos game? Yeah. Saturday night.
0: Saturday night?
1: Yeah, I got flexed,
0: remember? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that's gonna be a good one. In Detroit. Yeah. We need to find uh nah. I need to be at home watch that game. I need to be at home watch that game. Hold that thought, Foster. We're gonna get to another break. Stay right here. And for the people listening, you'll hear some wonderful ads. Detroit versus Denver Saturday night. Get your popcorn. This is, and I will say and go on record, this is a must-win for the Lions. I know it sounds wild to be nine and four and say you have to have it's a must-win game, but it's a must-win game. You got Green Bay creeping up. Uh, they are. Well, they, well, they just lost, so that's that's good. Uh, they're six and seven, and you had the Vikings at six and six. Um, Vikings are two games behind, and with four games left, and they play us twice. They are very much in the hunt. So this is something. This t- tonight, uh, Saturday Saturday night's game is my is is. You, you got to win Saturday night. There's no way to describe. You have. There's no other way around it. You got to win. Got to win. And Denver's no slouch. Not a slouch. So, Foster, how do you see this game going?
1: I think this is the game where Ben, ben Johnson um, opens completely opens up the playbook. I feel like he's feeling. I feel like he should be feeling. Some kind of way coming off that last uh, off that last game and just the way the offense performed as a whole. And, you know, the one thing about the Chicago game, you know, we don't know how much weather played a factor. We know that it does get windy out there um, and it was probably a little bit chillier than what was presented just because of, you know, Chicago. But anyways, um, now that we're going to be at home, the fans are going to be, you know, bloodthirsty. All the elements, you know, it being inside, all the elements set up a a opportunity for us to do whatever we need to do offensively. So I think this is a we have a a great get some good production offensively. Um, As far as the the Broncos, their their rankings, statistically, their rankings aren't all that great defensively. They're last against um, the run and 24th against the pass. But um They are 12th in the red zone and um, fourth again on third down. So I don't even know how all those numbers go together. But if you if you excel well on third down and well in the red zone, obviously you're holding you may be giving up a whole bunch of yards, but um, you're probably giving up less points. So Mm. I, I think there is some opportunity to exploit them last in last against the rush. You know, that's what we do very well is running the ball and um, it, it will definitely be able to, we'll definitely be able to set up our pass off that. I think we're definitely going to um, stress the field with JMO. That's one thing that, you know, I I don't really like Dan Campbell's answer when they asked him about, you know, why he didn't get the ball as much or does he deserve to get more touches? He basically just said that he's improving and that he deserves to get the ball more. Uh, it just, didn't he didn't have much umph behind the answers so um yeah we're definitely gonna see him get down the field more hopefully yeah sam laporta i can't i, I can't see well first of all i can't see st brown having another game as sorry as the last one mm-hmm. um but but sam laporta as well um didn't do very much so i i think that we fully really really um are gonna open open up the playbook because at this point it's a necessity. As far as the defense, if if I see an effort equivalent to last um, last week's, so then I'm not I'm not mad at it. Hopefully, Bruce Irvin comes back um, to help the pass rush some more. Um, John Kimmisky had a, a, a great game. Hutch finally got another sack, which was very encouraging. Um, if he if he played 99 percent of the snaps, Tracy Walker didn't play. I don't know if he was hurt or not, and if that is what open things up for Iffy, but um I love the way Iffy played. Yeah. And um yeah, we're going we're we going to talk we're going to talk more about the secondary in a little bit.
0: I think uh the key to the game is keeping Denver's uh pass rush at bay. Um and running the ball. So it goes hand in hand with the offensive line. If the uh so in a nutshell the offensive line has to be good Saturday night.
1: Did golf lose a fumble, dude? Do you remember golf losing a fumble on a snap? He lost the fumble on the snap. So we didn't even. So that. So that was an, turn in a turning points. Right. Right. Hmm. You know. Golf. Golf. That was. That to... was part of the
0: conversation where we talked about you can't leave your defense and your defense not good enough to leave them in compromising position. You fumble the ball at the snap and. They had a drive going.
1: And that's not a, and that's not a, oh, he stripped the ball or he intercepted, he He made a tough interception. Fumbling the ball on the snap is basic, basic stuff. If we can't get the ball out of the center's hands into the quarterback's hands, J Mo can't do what he needs to do. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown can't do what he needs to do. Jameer Gibbs, nothing stops. You know, nothing happens if we can't do something like um, getting the snap off. So that's.
0: It's, it's one of those things, Foster, that just doesn't happen on a regular. No, it doesn't. Like, it, it, it's, it's one of those rare occasions where you, you, you don't fumble the snap. The quarterback to center exchange is practiced every single day. There's not a day in practice that that doesn't happen. There might be some things that you don't do in practice one day that you might work on the next, but the quarterback to center exchange happens every day in practice and it happens on the sidelines during games. It happens. uh, There's just no way when you're down, uh, when you're down and your defense, you can't put your defense in that kind of position. With an unforced error, they didn't earn that turnover. You just turned the ball over. So, I think the key to the game is offensive. the The, the Lions' offensive line, if they can keep Denver at bay, give time, give golf time to set his feet, and golf has to, you know, golf has to be good. He can't be, he can't turn the ball over. And I'm just going to say that because if I say throw interceptions, he'll just fumble. But let's just not turn the ball over and you can win this game. Uh, I'm not one to think that they can't beat Denver, but they have to really, really, they got to tighten up. They got to tighten up. This is the time to, you know, if you're going to have a great week of practice and put something on the field, This is the week to do that. This is the week to do it. Um, I don't think uh, Houston and CJ will be ready this week, but they'll be ready the week after for sure.
1: Well, Dan Campbell made it seem like it was a 95% chance that we won't see them until the very end of the year. Yeah, I I think they're
0: a lot closer than what he leads us to believe.
1: You think I, so? I don't think they'll
0: be back Saturday. No, no, that's not true. But, but but if if you think about it, if you win Saturday and what's the next game after that? Is it Minnesota or Dallas after that?
1: Uh it's Minnesota, Dallas and then Minnesota again.
0: So, if you if you uh you win versus Denver and you get a crack at Minnesota and you get it uh, and, and you get your healthy players back. You, <laughs> you, you, you very well got a good chance of winning two games in a row and having some momentum going into the Dallas game and have something and feeling pretty good about yourselves. You know, so we'll see though. We'll see. It's a lot to remain to be seen. Uh, I don't think it's time to panic yet. I think the Lions lose this game versus Denver, then it's time to worry. (laughs) Yes, Panic, hell. Worry. Get mad. Get upset. uh, Get your soapboxes. Fuss. Cry. Say who you want out of here. That's when the time is right. You go nine and five. With th- those three games remaining, it's time to it's time to go off. You know what I'm saying? You what was it, eight and two? Start the season eight and two. I believe so. Yeah, eight and two, nine year, nine and four, one out of your last three. And that one that you won was a comeback win versus the Bears. Tighten up. Got to tighten up. Foster, is there anything you got to say before we get out of here? We doing a future player or no? Whoa, 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 whoa. You got to let me know, man. You don't got to hit me. I'm sorry. I
1: thought that was next. I thought that right. was. Uh...
0: Without further ado, I'll take a step to the side. Foster... Foster works on these things, so, you know, I can't just – I almost forgot about the Featured Player of the Week. Foster, uh, a thousand pardons, brother. I'll let
1: you do your thing with the Featured Player of the Week. Do your thing. All right. The Featured Player of the Week this week is Kendall Vildor, who is a 5'10 corner out of Georgia Southern. Wait, Uh, wait, wait, Foster.
0: The picture you see is him. You know, with a college jersey on, I refuse to put a picture up <laughs> of him with a Bears uniform yes. or Titans uniform. Yeah. So that's what's out there. Don't have any pictures of him playing Saturday. So this is what you're going to get. Go ahead, Foster. I'm sorry.
1: Brand brand new, obviously. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's a, as you can see, he went to Georgia Southern. Um, he's a guy that when he came out of college has the ability to play inside and outside corner. He has aggressive and physical play style and he excels in uh, pre- press man coverage. Um, one of the things that he was had a knock on him uh, coming out of college is the fact that he did play lower a lower level of um, lower level of talent. He was in the Sunbelt Conference um, and his numbers actually um, dropped in his senior year of college. Um, but o- overall he checked all the boxes as far as athletic ability, he ran a four, he ran a four, uh, four and, um, has good agility. Um, one of the things that he needed to work on was his technique. Um, just getting in and out of breaks, uh, was a diff- was difficult for him and it caused him to be, um, to not be as uh, sticky in coverage down the field. Um, he was drafted in the fifth round by the Chicago bears and, uh, his first his first year, um, he was mostly a special teams player. Um, in his second year, he, uh, played in all 17 games and he started 12 of them and he had 46 total tackles, uh, um, and one sack as well. Um, in 2022, he recorded his first interception, which was actually against Kirk cousins. And he ended up ending the year on the IR, um, cause he got hurt at the end of the year, uh, going into 2023, he, uh, was cut by the bears in training camp and bounced around to a couple of different teams. And he was, uh, I think he played for the Titans and the Eagles. And then he was eventually picked up by the Detroit lions um, uh, as a a practice squad guy last week. He was immediately, he was immediately activated. I think probably due to the fact that Tracy Walker, um, I don't think he played at all. Um, So I mean, he had a pretty good game against the bears, Uh, you know, immediately, I could, you know, see his presence out there. Obviously, he had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because he played for the Bears the last couple of years, and um, he played pretty well. So well, in fact, um, that it looks like he's going to be splitting some time at outside corner this week with Jerry mm-hmm. Jacobs, who had a pretty tough ball game last last week. So he's he's jumping right into the action out the gate, and uh, so much so that we are going to see him split some some starter uh st- starter snaps that corner out the gate and um we will just see how he um we'll just see how he does obviously he he's been he he's after after practicing for one week they've already decided that he's important enough to get some playing time and possibly some starter snaps so he's he's gonna he's gonna he's been a good ad- addition uh thus far and looking forward to him continuing that because the secondary looked the defense overall looked decent. I'll say mm-hmm. that, but we uh, we definitely got burnt on a couple um on a couple passes, most notably that DJ Moore um pass on that on that uh, broken play where uh they had a free shot at a, a D pass and uh you know hurt us. Hurt us for sure. Let's give it up,
0: Kendall terrible one of the newer lions to the roster foster. I apologize, man. <clears throat> Once again, you've done a great job with this. Uh, appreciate you. Um, now I can ask do you have anything to
1: add before we get out of here. Jared golf. I need to see a, I need to see a big performance out of you this week. The doubters are out. The, the, the hooker the the hooker fan base is 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 ready to see him work and um and they you know the his arm and his ability to create plays with his feet is it, two things that the the fans have been have been asking for and I need I need to see I need to see him step up. And have a big performance. I need to see 300 plus yards passing this week against a, a Broncos team that has proved that they will bend quite a bit, but won't break. We need to we need to see that defense break this week at home, coming off a tough uh, tough battle in Chicago. The, the, all the elements suggest that we should be able to air that that bad boy out, and and golf needs to prove that. He's worth the money that he's going to be seeking coming up pretty soon. He has another bad performance like that. I can't see any scenario where he comes back with the amount of money that they're asking for unless it's on a fairly on a very team friendly deal because you're the quarterback you you're the one that gets paid the money so you gotta you gotta make it happen
0: what Foster said so. But I will say this, um, I don't want to taint anything that you said, Fulcher, because I have nothing to add after that. I'm, I'm with you hundred percent, but if you're listening, you can check us out on YouTube That's Motor City Metrics is the channel and you'll check, you'll see bleachers and speakers on there. And for those that are watching that are, that would like to listen, we're on all streaming platforms. Just type in Bleachers to Speakers, FFSN. You'll be able to listen to us. Spotify, Apple um, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, all of the streaming. Uh, it's like iHeartRadio, all of them. You can check us out, download the podcast. Check us out. Um, you don't have to st- stop what you're doing to listen. Uh, you can clean your house watch a game, and, and and listen to me and Foss what we have to say um, about these Lions. But uh, other than that, I have nothing else. Um, we started a little early. Uh, we know uh, it feels like a Monday night because we skipped yesterday. All right. <laughs> but, hey, it is what it is. I want to thank you all for tuning in. Check us out. Uh, tomorrow. Well, well, not tomorrow. We dropping. <laughs> we have to do a show with our Chicago counterpart. Uh, it is tomorrow. That's tomorrow, and th- I don't want
1: to do that show. I think. <laughs> yeah. You got to face the music, man. Got to face
0: the music, man. And the thing is, we don't talk trash to them, but they're going to talk trash to us. Vikings and and Bears won, so and that's what we do our show with on Wednesday. So we'll be dropping that episode on Thursday. And then on Thursday, we, me and Foster switch gears and we go to post-game podcast where we will talk about the 20-game streak
1: <laughs> that our
0: beloved Pistons have embarked on. And no, it's not a winning
1: streak. <laughs> oh, man. Wouldn't that be something?
0: ah. Uh, Anyway, Foster, I'm going to get out of here, man. Um, you have anything else to say to the people?
1: Go get that W, man. Jared Goff. Saturday night. Jared Goff, Saturday night. Detroit versus Denver. It's lit.